0: Beyond Governance: Making Sense of Doing Business in South Africa is proudly sponsored by Plus 94 Research, the science of decision making. A very good evening to all, and thanks for tuning in. This is Beyond Governance. Uh, my name is Nimrod Oupambere. Uh, it is Tuesday, the fourth um, uh, Tuesday, the fourth of May. On that note, note, may the forces of May be with you uh, tonight. Uh, Hopefully, those who have been at work today, they've thoroughly enjoyed their work. Um, As this month, we're celebrating Africa Month. Uh, In my view, we must celebrate Africans who are making stride in, in changing the face of the continent. From the perceptions that hinges on investments and growth Once again, thanks for tuning in uh, on your favorite show As we continue to debunk issues of national importance uh, There's so much happening around your world Therefore it is important that we keep you in the loop On our menu tonight, I will reflect on issues Which find expressions on the Zonal Commission on State in, on state, state Capture As well as <clears throat> Uh interesting conversation i want going to have with the CEO of Plus 94 uh, Research Doctors, if you see Fiso Falala, as he'll be sharing with us uh, the Made in African Genius Award. Um, there's a lot to talk about. As I implore you to share your thoughts, your views with us. Uh, our SMS line is 34519. The telegram is 0618951019. And, of course, I do welcome your thoughts uh, via the Twitter handle, which is at the Nimrod. Moving on swiftly, uh, if you miss any of our previous conversations, simply visit our website, which is www.highfm.com, to download any of the podcasts and share your thoughts through uh, any of the platforms. Uh, for example, you know your thoughts and views are welcome through the service line, which you all know by now. Nonetheless, it is three four five one nine. The Telegram it's zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine. And those that venture into sharing their views through um, Twitter handle, which is at Commander Nimrod, are most welcome. Um, as you know, I am not flying solo. Uh, on that note, let me take this opportunity to thank the Bisa Mugwe as well as Vusi Singa for coordinating the show. Uh, let's hope everything will, uh, will 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 go very smoothly as it always does. In the same token, let's recognise, if not appreciate, the work done by someone and his team. For a job well done, they are back on your radio tomorrow. So stay tuned and give them your support. If not, your love. Uh, in reflecting on key issues tonight, as I indicated earlier, uh, it's pretty much criminal for me you now to reflect on what is happening on the zono Commission, as it were. Uh, <clears throat> you'd pick up that the president of the country and the president of the NC um, has has reportedly one unequivocal backing of the rest of the ANC top, uh, five or top six in this particular instance, uh, to urge the secretary general of the ANC, Esma Khashoggi, to immediately step aside pending the outcome of the corruption case. Look, there's nothing new about this particular resolution. We have been talking about this issue for, for months now. And, and this is not only one resolution with the NC. Similarly, it's battling, you know, to follow through as it should. Um, I just perhaps maybe want to hear your thoughts. Is there confidence in, in this particular motion from where you're sitting at? Uh, my view, you know, the, the failure or the inability to follow through brings into question, uh, Two critical issues. One is the patriotic nature of leadership, <clears throat> uh, which means, or begs the question, are those in power serving themselves or serving those who elected them? In this particular instance, I'm not talking about, you know, the, the, the conferences, the NC, because there's our like, two or three, uh, uh, three to, I can't remember exact number of those that appoints or elect the leadership, but I'm talking, I wanna, I wanna, you know, uh, lift it up and talk about those that, you know, ordinary folks that voted for ANC, which the, which is quite important, uh, as we reflect that the failure to follow through the resolutions, they are not there for themselves. They're not there for their jackets. They're not there for their, for, for, for their, you know, I don't know, self-esteem or whatever it is. The point is they are representing you and I, um, as, as we sit. If these individuals, the likes of, 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 if, um, of Isma Hashule as well as Bongo, and the, li- the list is quite endless, um, what does it really mean? Are these individuals patriotic? Are these individuals serving you and I? And if not serving you and I, um, we've got a major problem. Anyway, that's my view. I'm sure you've got your views as well, but we need to get to a point where we, we don't just only talk, but we see action. This is what is expected from the NC leadership. And I hope and, and pray at some point, you know, you, you, you stop hoping and start praying, um, that the leadership, uh, will move with speed on, on critical resolutions because they're only affecting the ANC, the fact you and I, um, as the political party or as the leadership, um, I mean, there's so many days, so many hours in a day. If the the obsession or preoccupation is around court cases and preparing for courts and zondo commission, and at what point, when are they going to sit and deliberate on unemployment rates or issues, poverty, crime, um, social security, and so? Because those are critical issues which these guys um, or, or this leadership needs to reflect on. One of the issues that I picked up, which is on the support line, as you might be aware, uh, through the Zonda Commission window, if you like, is the whole issue of um, the testimony that has been brought to bear by, you know, the former, you know, process CEO, Lucky Montana, and Sia Bonga uh, Gama from Transnet. I mean, you set a lesson to testimony, these kinds of testimony. I don't know what happens. I... I, I hope and pray that NPA is gathering substantial uh, evidence which will be followed through. I mean, when you hear Lucky like Montana, for an example, saying the NC failed to come clean on fundraising strategy, he says to us, he tells everybody, that the NC has approached every single SOEs for donation. And I suppose let's put aside... The request of request for donation let's look at the rules of engagement in my view it is important that the rules of engagements are a beyond approach are transparent are fair and they are not you know uh, disadvantaging those that are in on power and I suppose these kind of issues will be threshed out through the uh, political party funding act uh, which is expected to shed light but again, the cynic in me says, "We've got so many regulations in this country. You've got so many policies and procedures that, on paper, are decent. We just need, we just lack political will to execute. We are talking of Zondo Commission today purely because the political will has not been there. That's the cynic in me. But anyway, let's hope and again and pray that Political Party Funding Act will make a huge difference. On the issue of Transnet, as we proceed." I mean, it, it, it was such shocking to hear through the lead, um, through the evidence leader, uh, Anton Mabek, that the CSR have made kickbacks of about $123 million to Gupta Enterprises. And depending on, on whatever exchange rates you're looking at, I mean, this is serious money. This runs to billions and billions of rents. That has been siphoned. We ought to see justice. You know, we ought to see justice for our kids and for the generation after. We have to see justice. Anyway, those are my view and and, and my thoughts. I'm sure you've got lots of yours. This is not my show. This is your show. Uh, I implore you to weigh in on our conversation as we you know get to a point where we're speaking to the CEO of Plus ninety four, Doctor Sifiso Falala, who'll be sharing us with us. The Genius Awards for 2021 presented by Priority Performance Project. Without any further ado, let me take this opportunity and welcome Dr. Falala. Good evening, sir, and welcome.
1: Hi, uh, greetings, uh, Nimrod, and uh, hi to the listeners as well. Thank you for having me on the show.
0: Thank you very much. You know, just before we started the show, you and I had a set chat about, um, step aside movement or step aside that, 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 you know, uh, dance, uh, that could be lacking for Jerusalem. So uh, I'm sure you'd volunteer giving us your thoughts on how to activate the step aside. Since the NC is not it's not uh, doing its part, uh, are you party to step aside, Dr. Falala?
1: No, I think it would be very exciting since we are a country that is well known for um, its dance moves. I think we certainly rank high up there amongst the best dancers around the world. And I think a a step-aside movement would actually be quite appropriate at this time. And I was wondering, uh, Dr. Mbele, whether stepping aside is euphemism or a metaphor for resign. Because, you know, we we also have as a country this uh, tendency to couch things and clothe them. In very beautiful words, which uh, needs to be unpacked for ordinary people to to understand. It could very well be that step aside means suspend yourself, or you are suspended, uh, but we just don't want to say that you are suspended, uh, or you should you should leave, uh, but we don't want to say. So there's a lot of um, uh, how can I say it's not very clear. Uh, what stepping aside actually means. And perhaps if we do come up with a dance, it might become clearer what stepping aside means.
0: <laughs> thank you very much for that observation on a very light note, Dr. Falala. But then we'll leave it up to the youth of uh, the likes of uh, uh Sangube, who is the producer of the show, to shed light on how to step aside. Anyway, oh, no, moving on to serious issues. Uh, thank you very much, Doc, for... Coming through and, and you have presented or you're about to unleash, I'm using the word quite carefully, unleash the awards for 2021, which is presented by Priority Performance Project. Take us through, um, the, the conception of Genius Awards, um, as it were, the yes. African Genius Award for 2021, because it's quite a loaded, um, statement. Uh, I mean, I suppose the, 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 the what is it called? Um, the 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 motto there is, unapologi- uh, is is defined as unapologetically African. African Genius Award 2021, unapologetically African. Take us through the conception of this awards um, as presented by Performance uh, Priority Performance Project, please. Thank you so
1: much. Um, the African Genius Awards. Um, is a celebration of um, all that is good about the continent or all that is good that has come out of the African continent or 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 Africa and anybody that considers themselves to be an African would be welcome and recognized under the African Genius Award if you look at the everyday happenings in our society, they tend to be typified by negativity, unresolved issues, um, challenges whereby we just don't see what tomorrow will look like because of the challenges from the past and, and from today. The African Genius Award is a celebration which seeks to inspire the youth, and in particular young children, to see some merit and to see some value in Africans that are doing what in principle we should all be doing in order to redress the imbalances of the past, the backwardness of the continent. The inspiration draws from the fact that there is so much that is good in Africa, such as the weather uh, in most parts of the continent anyway, such as our natural endowments from bauxite to... diamonds to zinc to forests to to everything that that we have under the ground and above it and we're drawing inspiration from the fact that if we can emulate these geniuses because they they are there if they can be emulated by children by the youth if they can aspire to be like them a future africa that um, that awaits us is brighter than the present
0: day africa Thank you very much for that insight. I think uh, it's quite uh, laudable that you have come up with this kind of initiative. Um, But one of the issues that you have raised in your opening remark is that you want to do away with this um, narrative that that you know Africa is is backward or perceived to be backward. Because I I think it's important to qualify. Uh, It is perceived to be backwards because development um, is defined differently by different people and the different elements of development. Therefore we cannot have a blanket approach or even a so-called perception on the backwardness. Um it, it is a subject of uh uh a, a contestation. But be that as it may, what are the salient points which you are looking at in terms of um addressing, you know, this this negative perceptions about Africa? Could you maybe take us through uh uh you know some of the pillars uh, which, through which this, um, you know, initiative rests on.
1: Yes. Thank you for that. Um, as you know, um, countries, uh, thrive on the basis of, uh, largely innovation and progressive, uh, ideas that are introduced by pioneers um where would the united states be without the likes of Walt Disney for example the likes of Steve Jobs Bill Gates and and others and and it's when you have such pioneers that contribute meaningfully in a way that is difficult to dispute that you begin to see competitiveness and and progress and we have um, come to acknowledge that there are so many Africans that have similar African um, attributes but currently are not being recognized or acknowledged and historically we tend to have the biggest celebrations uh, associated with uh, politics uh, for instance, we uh, celebrated on the twenty seventh of uh, um, April, uh, uh, Independence or Democracy, and um, in a month's time we will be celebrating Youth Day. Uh, so a lot of these celebrations are relevant because you need a democratic society for innovators and those that are at the forefront of change to thrive, and they should come from all races and all pockets of society. But now we are saying that as a maturing democracy, there's need to celebrate beyond politics. There's need to celebrate substantively in a way that recognizes that we are part of the global world that competes with itself and uh, where the countries are in competition. So we have four um, KPIs. For, for an African genius, and they include, amongst other things, problem solving. What we have uh, noticed from many, many studies, including those that we've done for um, institutions such as the Black Management Forum and other companies, is that problem solving is uh, underpins really the gap between Africa and the rest of the world. You'll be fascinated to learn that we are described and quite accurately as um, a developing world um, and um, the reason why we are a developing world, notwithstanding the vastness of our continent itself with over one point three billion people and the resources which are argued to be at least twenty five percent of global resources uh, is because of problem solving. Deficiencies, and um, we need to find um, and uh, um, acknowledge those that are able to, to to solve. So that's just the first uh, of four, and the others are global competitiveness, which we discussed briefly, as referring to we have never conceptualized the idea of an Africa that is in competition, for example, with with Europe. If anything, we see Africa as a place that is getting aid from, from the International Monetary Fund, getting aid from China, and so on. And the only competition that one can envisage in Africa would be Africans competing amongst themselves rather than putting their tools together and competing with the rest of the world because our problems are very similar. And then the, the two that you started with, uh, self-love, a big topic about uh, whether our actions do in fact suggest that we do not love ourselves. And 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 we've done studies, we can discuss those very briefly, which seem to suggest that there's a perception that Africans feel treated in a way that is inferior to how other non-Africans are treated at many places of service, uh, for example, other studies done by academic institutions, such as, for instance, the University of Pretoria will talk about cognitive bias and moral licensing and affinity bias and confirmation bias biases that generically uh, are due to the fact that uh, due to systematic bias, we have lost that appetite to, to love ourselves. And the, and the final one is, is is patriotism, which is love for one's country. And your your opening remarks, uh, talking about the contestation politically of who should be getting what and who shouldn't be getting what, um, is of such a nature that at times uh, the elephants fight and the grass suffers, and the grass happens to be the the poor people and, and the
0: rest of the country. Wow! Thank you very much. That's quite fascinating. Um, Dr. Falala, as you articulate um, the pillars, or what you refer to as the key performance indicators around the programming, um, you know, of this uh, very fascinating African Genius Awards. Um One of the issues that you have raised, which perhaps maybe could just take us through the thinking processes around, you know, the problem solving. Um, what is it that you want to elevate, and and how do you intend to use? The champions or the, the, the trailblazers, if you like, um, that showcase the extent to which they've been able to, um, you know, address complex issues, um, via their enterprise or via the state or state organs and then enterprises. So, so perhaps maybe just take us through the thinking and, and who are you bringing in, um, around problem solving, particularly as it relates to very complex entrepreneurial policy, uh programming, education programming and, and macroeconomic issues as it were. Yes.
1: Uh, interesting that when we studied uh problem solving, uh we found that uh it had several components to it, and, and one of those components was decisiveness. Uh, Being able to conceptualize what the problem is, conceptualize a a solution, but also decide to act. Um, We opened uh, more than two months ago the nomination process, just to give you an example, uh, to the public uh, on the site, priorityperformance.co.za, and there are 24 uh, geniuses that have been nominated uh, at this stage, we can't confirm because the judging process is underway. But they include such luminaries as uh, Ali Aliko Dangote, who is Africa's richest man, uh, with uh, many many billions. And th- we're looking at the motivation for the problem that he solved. He apparently is building um, one of the largest oil refineries in Nigeria. And the problem, as you know, is that uh, Nigeria has good quality, good grade um, uh, oil. Um, However, oil is very expensive in Nigeria because up to this point, it has not been refined in Nigeria. It's refined outside. And that pretty much is a problem with a lot of uh, the minerals and resources that are produced on the continent in that the beneficiation aspect is not really regulated, that the uh, beneficiation aspect operates in a manner where the lion's share of the value of what is under the ground in Africa is enjoyed outside of Africa.
0: First, maybe let's just pause for a second. Beyond governance, making sense of doing business in South Africa is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision making. If you've just joined us, I'm having a very robust and, and intriguing conversation with the CEO of Plus94, uh, Plus94 Research, uh, that is Sefiso, Dr. Sefiso Falala. Uh, before into the break, he was outlining uh, the pillars, uh, or the key performance indicators, uh, which the African Genius Awards rest on. One is the pro- one is the idea of problem solving. The other one is global competitiveness. Uh, the third one is self-love. And fourth, but not least, is the patriotism. Uh, before we went to the break, he was in unpacking what constitute problem solving. And, and, and he made interesting observations, uh, by referring to the, the the extent to which Africa uh, is failing to to harness uh, the, the 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 beneficiation of all the mini- minerals that 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 we have in the continent. But Dr. Falala, I mean, on that particular issue of problem solving, which I take and I recognise, the the issue is not so much about inability uh, to resolve problem. I think we've got. I'm using South Africa as a benchmark, as an example. I know it, 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 it's a it's a it is very it might come across as a very myopic uh, perception or, or benchmark when you look at the, the entire continent as a whole. But what is common between South Africa and the rest of the of, of the continent is the ability to diagnose the problem. There, surely, in my mind, that showcased the ability. Uh, 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 you know, to to address our own you know problems via policies, it is the execution that seems to be lacking. If I'm going to use it, you know, if I'm going to use the South African prism Prism if you like, That seems to be an issue. Um, what's your take on that particular issue as as we 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 we, we empower the African Genius Award, as it were?
1: Yes, uh, just as also like you mentioned at the beginning, the awards are on Africa Day, which is uh, the 25th of, of, of May. Um, the African Union, um, uh, then the Organization of African uh, Unity, was formed on the 25th of May 1963. So they've been around for a very long time. And um, one of the biggest challenges that, we face is um, problem ownership. I, I mentioned earlier that uh, there are several dimensions to uh, problem solving, um, which is why it doesn't seem to be working so well uh, and why we have so many problems. And we have taken the attitude that we are recipients of solutions from the rest of the world. For example, the COVID-19 Vaccine. We are re- recipients. Uh, we are not even at a point where we can contemplate. I know there's work being done um, locally, even as a knee-jerk reaction, but that wasn't the initial thinking that we should be at the forefront of providing the, the solution. And if you look at the solution itself, the COVID-19 uh, situation, some countries, even in Africa, have gone further than South Africa in uh, vaccinating their people, those that want to be uh, vaccinated and and that 's a typical example of problem solving gone wrong, and it often goes wrong in africa and The real reason, apart from decisiveness, which is key to it, the second element of that is problem ownership when a problem floats between decision makers, at the end of the day you find that it's difficult to identify an individual that is actually responsible for the decision that is being made. So the problem is kicked like a football from one person to the next. So what we need to do as a continent is perhaps we need, as a country, we need to find um, those that are named and responsible for for the for this for, for solving the problems that we have, because at the moment, if you look at the beneficiation issue, who is responsible for it? You you can't really say. If you look at the the, the slow pace of, of of vaccinations, you can't really say it is Dr. Zelimkis. You can't really say it is the president. So there there, there is a system that is holding everything together down. And we need to overcome that by um, allocating responsible individuals for the provision of an outlet uh, to the problems that we have.
0: Well, thank you very much for that observation Um, and articulation of, you know, uh, problem ownership. I think I could not agree with you more, Dr. Falala. That the problem is about ownership of the problem, and I like the metaphor that we use about about football, which has been kicked from this to that. We are all responsible, but nobody's accountable. Uh, let me employ the last just to weigh in on our conversation, which I think is quite critical, uh, very important conversations we are having tonight. Let me hear your thoughts via our SMS nine three four five one nine three four five one nine, the Telegram is zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine, and of course those who venture into sharing their thoughts through the the Twitter handle my Twitter handle is uh, Mbele Nimrod, um, Doctor Falala. One of the issues that you have raised earlier on, as we proceeding, is that of global competitiveness, and and um, we shared a live moment just be- you know just just before the show uh, about where we see or how South Africa's competitiveness is being perceived. And what I like about your your, your thinking process is the inability for us to Compete. I mean, when you look at the Africa trade, uh, uh, you know, we are sitting at less than 10%. If I, if my, 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 my research, uh, is still intact, uh, when compared to Europe, where the, 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 the intra trade between European countries is probably sitting about 90% plus. So, so therein lies the, the inability of the continent to be competitive, because if we cannot uh, you know, promote our own industry at the regional level, in level, at continental level. There is no way in which we can ever compete with Europe and compete with China, uh, for an example. One of the issues that you have raised, just you know, outside this conversation, which I think it could be interesting just to reflect on, uh, when uh, the you know the, the the U.S. president was was taking the bulls by its horn, referring to how. The U.S. is going to take uh, China head on from a competition point of view. And that kind of messaging, why are we not hearing it from African leaders uh, uh, in, in a much more succinct way, not only just a political rhetoric, but being followed through by actions?
1: Yes, um, it, it's, uh, it's a big problem that needs urgent attention. And uh, there are many issues that we face which require to uh, uh, to be prioritized uh, by leadership in business in in government and also in academic institutions um, The problem of uh, global competitiveness is a strange one because in many conversations around the progression from um uh, colonialism, apartheid to democracy, and now 27 years later, there's hardly any mention of how we are competing uh, with the rest of the world. Every person, every human being is born with an appetite to compete, which is why you'll find that in areas where we have dared to compete, like in rugby, for instance, where we've we been world champions, uh, and in cricket, you'll find that has tended to unify the, the nation because human beings generally, by definition, like to compete and to win. It is it is natural to want to do those things. But when it comes to, uh, for instance, uh, the utilization of our other assets um, in terms of manufacturing, in terms of the mining, and in particular the trade, the pricing of 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 of, of our commodities, with that that when we, we we're trading them and the control of those commodities, there's hardly any urge to compete with anyone. Um, it is actually quite interesting if you look at the whole competitiveness uh, issue from a continental point of view. I remember having a discussion with some colleagues about why Africa has never won the football World Cup despite having so many good players that ply their trade in some of the best leagues in the world. And I think therein lies a possible answer to this tameness that we tend to approach things, the tameness with which we tend to approach competition. It might even be, in some of the stuff that's coming out, be an attitude that we feel that competition is bad. That competing is a bad thing that one is not supposed to compete, but is supposed to cooperate. So the narrative from leaders in business in relation to the rest of the world should be, you know, Africa is ready to do business on an equal footing. Africa is ready to compete with the rest of the world and competition
0: is healthy. Thank you very much for that. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Dr. Falala, but um, the the Extent to which we are not globally competitive um, presuppose that our fundamentals are not properly done. For an example, let's look at um, you know the issue of of of, of um, what is it that I'm looking for? Uh, you know uh, meritocracy as an example. Um, when it juxtaposes meritocracy with cadre deployment, as an example. By the way, there's nothing wrong with deploying individual because it's a political instrument. But what is important in deploying is appreciating the merit. How do you deploy cadres or individuals that have proper qualification, proper experience for them to, you know, to address? So I mean, so for so for us to be competitive as part of this this um, you know uh, uh, um, wave. That you are trying to create, how important it is for African Genius Award, uh, which is going to be unapologetically African. How important is this award, you know, embracing and articulating the importance of meritocracy as the basis for 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 seeing Africa, you know, where we where we're supposed to have it. You know, we've seen it in, in China. We want to compete with China. We want to compete with Hong Kong. We want to compete with Indonesia. We want to compete with all these Asian tigers. But what is common with, with Asian tigers, if you like, including Europe as well, is this notion of, of meritocracy. You know, getting, you know, giving the job, you know, giving, giving a job, the right job to the right person with right qualification and so on and so forth. How important do you think African genius awards? Uh, should be driving the notion of meritocracy, because without it, I contend that we are just being mediocre. We are just nothing else, because there's nothing that we can put on the table through innovation and anything. Because most of us are not qualified. Most of us are not competent in those spaces purely because we're not deserving. Spaces. Yeah. spaces.
1: So the question then, Dr. Miller, becomes who is going to drive meritocracy because if I lack meritocracy I might be acutely aware of the fact that I'm not, I don't deserve to be where I am, I don't deserve what I what I have, it is a legacy position. It's a position that i got through my channels that I have on the side. So I'm not going to be at the vanguard of driving meritocracy. So this is why the African Genius Award exists, because we want to inspire the, the youth uh, to engage in healthy debate. At the end of the day, what is the aim of any democracy? What is the aim of any country? The aim of any country is to have happy citizens, is to have citizens that are healthy, that are thriving in their families, that can realize their potential way um, a young person has the opportunity, whether they're a girl or a boy, to get an education, to get a degree, to start a business, to be employed, to fulfill their dreams. This is what we want. The challenge now is about the messaging that we're receiving from the outside regarding how to get there. The messaging seems to suggest that there are many ways of getting there, some of which are not quite legitimate. And uh, the more that you have illegitimate means being used to get to a position of what appears on the face of it to be a happy life, a healthy life, a progressive life, uh, then you may be misleading the youth, you may be misleading the population into thinking that graft is, is fine, into thinking that this is the way to do it. And another reason for the African Genius Awards is not just to show that merit is there and there in abundance, but also to steer debate, to steer healthy debate that is progressive, to talk about semiconductors, to talk about technology, to talk about the construction of uh, institutions of society that these geniuses are involved in, which are beneficial long-term to the society. Because... If we don't draw attention as an African Genius Award to these types of debates, we will spend the whole day, morning and afternoon, engaging in political debate and not too many people... Um, find too much benefit um, over the past have found too much benefit over the twenty past twenty seven years of uh endless political debate so we want to start looking at things that can
0: take this country forward on that note let me again uh, you know employ the listeners uh as i 'm sure they are you know uh in a, been, their appetite has been wet by your your insights and acumen on this very Important initiative. Uh, once again, do share your thoughts with us. Uh, our SMS line is 34519. The telegram is 0618951019. And those who venture to add their views through the Twitter handle, my, find me at, uh, As we're moving closer towards the end, uh, Dr. Falana, one of the issues that you have raised, which is quite as part of your four pillars, which i think is quite important in shaping the narrative uh, conceptually and ideologically uh, that of self love uh, because if we had if we understand what it actually means uh, to 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 self love it means we can do more business together you know and share our experiences innovations as a collective which means the the trade deficit Within African continent, will be surpassed by 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 virtue by virtue of of implanting that kind of philosophy. Take us through the self love notion and extent to which through the African Genius Award you want to elevate that particular notion.
1: Yeah, no thank you so much. Um, wh- well, psychological studies will show that uh, human beings are persuaded uh, persuaded and uh, motivated by. Uh, different facets of their lives and that those that are um, persuaded and motivated by self-endorsement and feel very positively towards themselves they generally tend to be endearing and uh, to add value to others and to treat each other uh, other people well. So it's very important um, from the studies that we've done that we've realized that there's a lot of self-depreciation in our societies, uh, some sections of the population feeling that if they are not treated as if they were lesser citizens, they were treated so in the past and that there is still implicit uh, discrimination which shows that they are less than equal human beings. And and that is not a healthy situation. And by having these geniuses, uh, just to give you an example, some of the... Um, Nominees include Professor Paulus Zulu, Chimambanda, Ngozi, Adichie. She's she's Nigerian. Chinua Achebe, Bongani, Putswane, Arnold Niendua. He's Zambian. Fundi Sakatebe, Festus. There's so many from Ethiopia, Sierra Leone, Nigeria, Uganda. Some of these guys are quite prominent in their society. Um, so, so these guys would help a younger person, say an eight-year-old girl, to feel proud and to see another African doing these things would make them love themselves even more because this flies in the face of stereotypes. And the stereotypes do tend to portray us as being at the receiving end of everything going cap in hand to the imf going cap in hand to china and so on and so forth so we need to present a counter-argument that is real we need to present a counter-argument that is realistic and this is what the african genius award is about without being fictitious but factual about some of the wonderful things that africans
0: are doing on the continent and across the world thank you very much on that note i believe um, you know, this is a wonderful initiative that is worthy of the High FM and its in- the entire community. You know, to lend a helping hand for the African, you know, South Africa and African continent um, has every single resource that is available provided we collaborate and work together. I, on that note, I'm definitely up- employing to my colleagues and my constituency uh, within the High community to take heed of this particular. Program which I think is Exceptionally beautiful It means very well and it would Definitely take this uh, country Moving forward uh, on that note I've seen uh, part of your Packaging Dr. Falal of the African Genius Award you've Got the, the adjudication committee Which is comprised of Men and women of stature could you Take us through who's who in the zoo Here because I've noticed there's Professor Tawana Cooper, there's uh, Professor Stephen Friedman, there's Dr. Dr. Pulani, Makwan, and so on and so forth. Could you take us through the thinking of the committee that would preside or guide on the worthiness of the winners?
1: Yes, uh, the process itself uh, has uh, several layers. It started with uh, two months ago uh, a nomination process which was open to the public. So the public Go to the site, priorityperformance.co.za, and they, they, they click uh, at the relevant place and nominate a person they consider, in their opinion, to be an African genius. There are several questions that are asked, usually dealing with um, why they think this person is worthy of this accolade. And after that has been done, the work is then given to the research company Plus94, which validates all the claims made by the nominator, the person nominating. The research company then presents a file uh, which states whether all the claims were true and additional information about the nominee. There could be things that were not uh, stated in the nomination form, which are then added to the file. So the research company presents to the adjudication committee a fairly thick file containing all the information from the two phases that I've referred to. The adjudication committee, which also includes uh, Fulufel and Sandeni and Simon Kathua, will then look at these and independently score um, the, the performance of each nominee uh, based on the criteria that does include some of the aspects that we mentioned, for example, problems uh, solving the, the the skill and competence of the the nominee and how exceptional they, they they are to be worthy of that title. And after they've done their work, they sit together, compare the scores. There's a minimum threshold beyond which um, they can award in um, and and and, and um, the AGA African Genius award if the scoring is below that minimum threshold there will be no award it's not a winner take all event it's one where uh, you could
0: have multiple winners or you could have none at all well that sounds that sounds brilliant i mean i when i look at the composition of the adjudication committee I see some very familiar faces which have credibility because for you to make a difference, it's all about the kinds of men and women that you pull through as part of your, your adjudication committee. I want to thank you for, for, for that. And hopefully we'll see a, a, a far much bigger, you know, uh, uh representation, especially of women, uh, because I see oh, there's only one woman here. And I'm sure as we proceed, you, you have other women who would constitute. The adjudication committee. For it is important that um, we we not just only you know ref, you know you know talking about issues of gender equality, but they find expression in a very powerful and important committee such as the AG Adjudi- adjudication committee.
1: Thank you very much uh, for that. Certainly, uh, it's something that is uh, worth looking at. We do have uh, another five uh, judges that are rotating. The ones that you mention are the permanent uh, judges, and certainly, as far as the rotating committee is concerned, and the and the permanent committee is concerned, we will be looking at your suggestions. I'd like to thank Dr. Mere, also our partners, at the University of Pretoria, the University of Johannesburg, together with the Gordon Institute of. Uh, uh, business Science, the Charlotte Matlaka Institute, and the African Dream, which is a business that is based out in Sierra Leone, for their support in helping us
0: shape the the criteria for these awards. Absolutely, and ho- hopefully in the near future we'll have Chayatam uh, in as part of uh, the list of, of- of supporters of the list of, of Companies that are supporting This wonderful initiative Thank you very much Unfortunately we're going to have to leave it there Dr. Falala uh, If you have just joined us you, you really missed out a very interesting Conversation with the CEO Of Plus94 Research Unpacking what he refers to as An African Genius Award for 2021 um, uh, You know This is a, a piece that Showcase um, the brilliance of African, you know, uh, genuses as it were. Um, we will definitely take uh, cue from this particular conversation as we proceed because this is obviously not a once-off. We will from time to time engage Dr. Falala to establish the extent to which there's been appetite and perhaps maybe collaborate with him on this fascinating uh, 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 award as, as you know, it is definitely one of those uh, initiatives that resonates very well with African Renaissance. On that note, thank you very much, Dr. Falala.
1: Thank you. Um, and we'd like to invite uh, all of your listeners also to join us virtually. Um, I think we will send to you in uh, the next program and, or future programs to share the link for the event, which will be on YouTube. So we would love to
0: invite everyone to join uh, the event and give us their comments. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure the Khalasners will definitely hit to that call. Unfortunately, we have to leave it here. Um, it has been absolutely beautiful. Let's um, do this again next week. But in the meantime, do stay safe. COVID-19 is still upon us. Let's observe all the protocols, um, as it were.